Comic Club, your friendly neighborhood comic book podcast. I am your host, Blaine McGaffigan, and I am joined, as always, by Adam, Adman Cook. Hey, Blaine, great to be here. We are streaming today live from Comic Club Studio headquarters. Each month, we read a new comic or graphic novel and break it down in the show. This is our spoiler-free, shorter episode where we introduce the book we are reading and chat about our first impressions, including the bare bones who this comic is for, and judging a book by its cover. This month, we'll be reading Lore Olympus by Rachel Smith. Adam, give us the bare bones. Okay, Lore Olympus is a modern reimagining of the romance between Persephone and Hades. Gossip, parties, forbidden love, it's all here in this webtoon. Uh, Webcomic, Blaine, why did we read this? Why are we reading this this month? Because this month is March, Women's History Month, and we like to align our comics to shine a spotlight on diversity, some different creators, some women. Let's get, let's see some different takes. And this is one that's been on my radar for a while because Webtoon is an app on your phone. You can get it. I believe it's from a Korean company called Naver. Maybe I'll do like a little deep dive into uh, Webtoon for the full episode just to kind of like learn how it got so popular because it did. It is it is a massive popular app. There's a lot of Korean comics on here, um, some Japanese manga. And one of the innovative features of this app is something they call the infinite scroll. So instead of turning the page, right, reading comics digitally, they've recreated the sort of page turns. It works a little bit. It, you know, it, it that transition from page turns on paper to digital doesn't always translate perfectly. But the infinite scroll is you just keep scrolling down and the, and the images keep coming up and then you can do kind of innovative stuff with it. So Lore Olympus is the most popular, the most read, biggest webcomic on Webtoon. It is a mega smash, and they just released a paperback and hardcover for it. I'm going to be reading natively on Webtoon. I believe you are too, right, Adam? Yes, that is correct. As the author intended it, but if you're out there and want to pick up the you know physical, go ahead and do that too. So we're going to be following, we're going to read the first 25 episodes to coincide with that paperback. Um, Adam, what is your first impressions of Lore Olympus? And then, moreover, what about Webtoon? What do you think about the app and the Infinite Scroll itself? Definitely my first experience with an online, you know, with a webcomic in this format and the Infinite Scroll um, and... As far as that goes, I like it. I'm really enjoying the way that it flows. I think it's really natural. And it feels like she really wrote this knowing that that was the the format. And so it doesn't feel like it's weirdly broken up or, you know, it was sort of worked in on the back end of things into this format. It really feels like it was created for this type of reading. And it's incredibly to read, incredibly easy to read on your phone, um, which is just what it's made for. I'm about five episodes in, and I like it so far. It's really breezy, seems like a really fun update, and maybe a reinterpretation of sorts of this classic mythology, and I bet we'll get into this a little bit more in our full episode, but I really like 
Greek mythology, and I love these reimaginings of classic stories. I was going to ask you that. What is your sort of background in Greek mythology? Like, what what have you read? What have you watched? You, you say you're interested in it. What's sort of your uh, background there? I had to, you know, read a bunch of the classic myths in high school, I remember. And then a few years ago, I read um, the collection that Neil Gaiman had put out when he did his collection of Greek mythology and, or I guess, I guess he actually did Norse mythology. Right. Um, similar, but different. And, uh, that is my big thing. But I, I remember I did this one paper. I remember in high school, that was a big kind of the main point was about how we always just retell the same stories and that they're either drawn from the classic myths or Shakespeare. And, um, that's something that I, I just think about a lot, and I feel like they're sort of endless content that you can mine for new content. And, mm-hmm. you know, take these old stories, bring them into the modern day, look at them through a different lens. Look at this through a woman's lens. See what it's going to be like. I can yes. already tell that it's very, very, you know, modern and very female-centric. And with that kind of written by women with a woman's, you know, mind frame – and I think that will just completely reshape how this story was told. Yeah, that's one thing I've kind of read about it is it is that viewpoint of Persephone and kind of giving her agency. She wasn't just, you know, maybe completely taken. Maybe And again, I, I'm only one episode in, so I don't have as much context there, but I'm excited to dive in. And um, first impressions of the look of this thing is, is you know, we talked about far sector last month with sort of the neon colors. And this is that dialed up to 11. I mean, the pinks, the blues, the the God's colors, right. They all have, you know, their, their skin tones are like, you know, deep colors. And, um, and then it's doing this digital thing that I, I quite love. That's uh, it's like a depth of field. So you see some things in focus and you see some things out of focus. And I think that's a technique that I think they just, you know, do like a Gaussian blur in Photoshop or Illustrator, whatever it is to kind of create that, that look of sort of the photography, that depth of field we love in, you know, cinema. And, and I love that. I, I love the innovation of sort of native digital artists, right? I think the next up and coming wave of comic artists like uh, Rachel Smith are, they grew up probably more with a Wacom tablet or, you know, even an Apple pencil and an iPad. And so that's just natural to them. And they interpret it way differently as opposed to a lot of these comic creators who grew up with the pen and ink, the pencil, and then have switched over, but they're still thinking through the lens of traditional art where these people are native in the digital and it kind of creates a different palette from colors, but also their brushes are, you know, they can do more uh, texture is what I see a lot more like, um, like, um, stippling or man, stippling is not the right word, but just that texture. Like it's like grittier because you can do those brushes that just add that effect. So I, I, I love what I'm seeing so far. Yeah. That's so interesting about, you know, a native, a, a native digital artist versus someone who had been using pen and paper and has to just kind of try and translate that skill that they've already honed into the digital world. World that's something that I've never really thought about and I'm I think you're probably right about the next wave being incredibly geared towards that style and probably will come up with some really cool stuff since that that's going to be the lens that they know everything through. 
Absolutely. And I mean, just the volume of this. Okay, we're reading 25 episodes. There's over 180 episodes up here, and Rachel Smith does it all. Writes, pencils, inks, colors. I mean, it is just like a Herculean effort to create nice. this thing. Yeah, there you go. And uh, and I mean, like, it's fascinating because it's it's just that straight creator. I love the creator of just like they're putting it out into the world. Yes, it's on a platform webtoon, but I kind of like this sort of lone artist putting it straight into the hands, kind of indie feel of this. So um, yeah, direct to consumer. It's cool. Yeah, I, I love it. So um, I'm excited for the full episode. Let's dive into the section of the show called Who Is This For? where we break down who we think is the perfect audience for this month's book. If you find yourself in these categories, you have to pick it up. And if not, join the comic club anyway and read along with us. Adam, who is this comic for? This comic is for classic lit majors. People who want to read comics but are intimidated by comic shops. Doom scrollers. Greek mythology nerds. Rom-com watchers. And my sister, Brett, because she does not read comics. And I was looking at her phone one time and saw Webtoon. I was like, what? You read comics? She's like, no, I read Webtoon. I'm like, Webtoons are comics. And um, she's like, yeah, yeah. I, I read it just to read this comic called Laura Olympus. I'm like, yes, I know Laura Olympus. It's huge. And so she's read it all. Like, I, I don't know what else she reads, if anything, on Webtoon. But um, it's kind of fascinating. Shout out to Brett. Thank you for... Laura Olympus. There you go. And oh, something else, Adam, I wanted to just mention this. Um, Marvel and DC have started to like take notice of Webtoon. And I got to figure out how do they monetize? I know, I think they have like a subscription service. I think they might have yeah, like a plus service. I think they might have coins. Maybe you, where you can tip. I'm going to dig into that a little bit. But uh, DC and Marvel, you know, they don't want to miss out on any trends. They're pretty late to the game, but they've started, uh, they rolled out something called Wayne Family Adventures. And again, it's sort of like this webtoony, funny slice of life comic with like Bruce Wayne and all of his sons, you know? Um, so that's something I, I recommend checking out the, out there. And I know Marvel just announced uh, a, a bunch of episodes as well of webtoon just to kind of like let's get on the app where all the cool kids where all the kids are you know we gotta we gotta get where they are all right let's move it on over to judging a book by its cover this is where we like to imagine ourselves walking through the comic shop and happen upon the book sitting on the shelf again we've talked about how this is a web comic so it's not sitting on a shelf but there is a hardback and paperback that came out i think maybe a month or two ago so adam break down this book and let's judge this book by its cover so we got a nice, I think this book uh, has a very nice cover for the physical edition that seems like it's really indicative of the story you're going to get within. Sort of a two-tone color palette on the cover, and this is a color palette that we're going to get a lot of in the book. We've got at the top, we've got a blue scene that fades into a nice pink scene at the bottom. Up top is Hades. He's standing what looks like to be upside down and below him in the pink is Persephone atop of a horse. Um, but if you were to flip it up, then Hades would be right side up and Persephone would be yes. upside down. It looks like Hades is, you know, surrounded by some buildings too, that are the same orientation that he is probably a hint at the underworld of which he, you know, is the, you know, the king of, or whatever you're going to call it. And it's kind of got, 
a classic sort of YA, maybe a, maybe a romantic kind of script that says Lore Olympus. Looks very kind of fancy. It's got some squiggles, some zigzags. And I think you know when you see this that you're getting a romance story, maybe some star-crossed lovers, people who are at two opposite ends that are going to somehow meet in the middle, which, as far as I can tell, five episodes in, that feels pretty indicative. Mm, mm. It's pretty astonishing how much this differs from kind of like our traditional big two books, right? It doesn't, the colors, the look, again, the palette and the textures, it just doesn't, the art style is couldn't be more different, you know? And, and I have that pulled up in like a Google tab here and I'm, and I'm seeing images from the comic and there is no, whether it's Marvel, DC or Image or Boom or all those, it, it's so in its own lane with, with the colors and like you don't get those deep black inks and I'm excited to explore Rachel Smith because she's operating in this sort of webcomic digital world that I have very little exposure towards. And I think this is going to be a great start because I'm fascinated by it. And again, like you said, that scripty font, the way there's, you know, they're going to do letterings and letters in this. And then just the colors are so rich. Very rich. It's really fun so far. And like we said, very intuitive, just download the app. You can even just go to it on your browser on your web phone. Yep. Low, low risk, folks. Free. Free, some would say. Completely hey, free. Adam, I wanted to ask you, um, Greek mythology, who, who's your favorite Greek god? Or, or, or rat, rattle off a couple. Like, like, like who's coming to mind as, as, as someone you like? Big Greek gods. I mean, Zeus, obviously, the king, the king of the gods. Um, Poseidon, pretty big deal. You got, uh, you got. Uh, but who's your favorite? Who's, who's your favorite? My favorite. I don't know. Did I put you um, on the spot? <laughs> yeah, you put me on the spot. All right, let here. Let me start. You, let, let me start. You th you think about it a little bit. Um, it, and another tale that we've had is uh, remember the Hercules Disney show? Was that a, did, yeah. did that ever do anything to you? Yeah, the movie, the movie. Yeah, but Hercules isn't a god, so I was. I mean, I was going to get there. He's a demigod. I love Hercules. No, no, He's no, no, but but it had all the gods in it, right? So it like, has all the like, gods it, in it. It, yeah. it, it. it explores the mythology. Is the point yes, of me bringing definitely. it up? Um, I all right, here's the guy I always liked, and and we get a lot of the Greek gods in Wonder Woman as well, uh, especially in a. A lot of late stuff. They've been exploring a lot of the sort of Greek pantheon through her lens. And um, I don't know, is she Demeter or Helena? I can't remember who she's maybe the daughter of or, or I don't know. But anyway, I've always liked Hephaestus. Hephaestus is the forge master. And he's the guy, I think he's married to um, Aphrodite. And maybe it was just like some, you know, unrequited love sort of thing. But I think he's got a disability, like his arm is is a little bit deformed, but he works the forge and he builds all the armor for the gods. And I don't know why I've always liked him until I started to see him depicted visually. And they always make him be like a hunchback or like really brutish and different than I imagined him. I think in some of the literature, would have, however, I kind of got turned on to him, but... um he makes, does he make the lightning bolts for Zeus? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, oh, I believe yeah. that's him. Yeah, I believe that him. Uh, that other... dude's cool. I like the guy um, who was, he's like the comic relief in the in Hercules who's flying around. I can't remember who it is though. Is it? Um, Mercury or, or Mercury? I, I, yeah, I guess Roman, Roman and Greek are essentially the same gods, but they, um, he's Nike. 
or he's he's like the the flight guy. He's the one like the Flash, like where he's got the uh, the wings like on his helmet or and the and the wings on his things. All right, bad conversation. We don't know our Greek gods we like we thought do we some did. Research. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're gonna we're gonna all right. Full episode. This is first impressions, this is guys. Just the first impressions, guys. Yes. We don't do any research for these pods. We do all of our research for the full pod. We give you a taste, and that's what you're yes. getting right now. Listen, we may not know all the Greek guys. High school was a long time ago, Adam. I'm not a classic lit major. That's right, man. I read the Odyssey so long ago, I don't remember shit about it. Listen, folks, we're going to be well-researched. We're going to be prepared. We'll have notes. We're going to do it all in the full episode. So come on back in a couple weeks. Get your phone ready. (laughs) Read some Lore Olympus. (laughs) Maybe brush up on classic myths as well maybe we'll do a deep dive on classic myths or we'll do that for you you don't need to do you don't need to do anything but read the comic we're gonna yeah, do the kidding. research just, do, just just read the comic that's what we're for it. that's what we're for um that's right that's gonna wrap it up adam um leave a review tell a friend and then like adam said join us in two weeks for the full episode adam comic club out Comic Club is brought to you from Upper Esh Media. This episode was edited by Adam J. Cook. Our intro and outro music is by Tiger Cup. Katie Livingston at Living Kate designed our logo. If you enjoyed the episode, tell a friend, follow us on social at Comic Club Podcast, and join our Facebook group to continue the conversation online. Remember, everyone, read more comics. Comic Club.